It's the Dogcast, episode number 463, big SEC opener for the dogs in Columbia this weekend. We've got everything you need to know about the game. Dog fans, it's the Dogcast episode number 463. This is your University of South Carolina, Georgia pregame show. This is the game. Jamie, we're 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 in the bunker for the time being, but we're rolling out to Columbia tomorrow. We're gonna talk about tailgating plans later. But dude, this is the first conference game of the year. Uh, if you're listening to the pundits, this is the game that is gonna tell the tale in the east. Um let me ask you a question right off the bat. All right. Do you believe that the Gamecocks, do you believe that this whole, all the upset talk, I mean, I know you've heard it. The upset talk, that is the, that is the, that is the, that is the specialty of the week. That's what everybody wants to talk about. The upset is the sexy thing to talk about. Is it legit or yeah. is it just like the sexy thing to talk about? It's the sexy thing to talk about. And I, I guess for me, when trying to dissect what they're saying, I could see why somebody might not be all the way on our bandwagon yet. We did lose a lot, especially on defense. And not to mention, the catalyst of our offense has gone as well with Chubb and Michelle. So I think that's what it is. They're They're just looking at the papers. They're looking at yeah. the numbers and saying, okay, well, they've lost this, so if there's going to be an upset, this is the year. Yeah, I think they're just. I think it's like a narrative that's building on itself. It just becomes like a sexy thing to talk about, so now everybody talks about it. Because if you think about it, there's not a whole lot of substance behind it. Nobody says, well, this is definitely going to happen, right? This is, And this is why, right? It, except – for these guys at Saturday Down South. All right. Now, I know you're excited about these Saturday Down South guys. These guys, these guys are experts. These guys, these are serious football analysts, right? And they outlined, or actually one guy, Keith, he outlined five areas where the Gamecocks are better than Georgia. Did you see that article? I saw that article, and in fact, I... Wrote a little something myself. You did? Yeah, I mean, it it just irritated me that you've got people in the media that are are just looking for clicks so bad they'll say anything. Sure. Because the meat of the article, I'm not a journalist. I don't don't write for Georgia. I mean, (laughs) I've got a job like, like you do. I mean, this is what we do for fun, and... Looking at that article, I mean, I can debunk that article. I, I, I did it in 10 minutes. I know. But he's paid to I, do I it. I want to look – before we get to the keys of the victory, I want you guys to look at what – I want you guys to understand what passes for journalism and what passes for analysis on why Georgia is going to get upset by South Carolina, right? So 
let's let's dive into this thing, man. Number one is their wide receivers because if you haven't heard about Debo Samuel, oh my God. Let's say let me say Debo Samuel's name one hundred times. Jamie, go ahead and break down this wide receiver story. I'll I'll concede Debo Samuel. Maybe he'll be the best wide receiver on the field Saturday. The best sure. single wide receiver on the field. But they went on to name their other starting wide receivers or their other two starters and the one that the first guy off the bench. Brian Edwards, Shy Smith, and Ortray Smith. All three four star guys out of high out of high school. Yeah. All right. So we've got We've got more than this, and I just riddled out some names. Trey Blunt, Kiaris Jackson, Jeremiah Holloman, Jason Stanley, Riley Ridley. Those guys were all ranked similar to Brian Edwards, Shy Smith, or, 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 or Trey Smith, however you pronounce that properly. Whatever his name is. Right. We're, we're not getting to our five-star Terry Godwin, Miko Hardman, <laughs> right. Demetrius Robertson. I mean, we've got three guys that – on paper, could be just as effective as, D- as Debo Samuel, period. Yeah, on paper, as we have three Debo Samuels, right? And we have a bench full of guys like their guys, right? Uh, we've I got mean, eight of them sitting there that they named off as the three of their keys to beating us, not to mention the how often our, our running backs catch passes out of the backfield successfully. Right. And, you know, the thing is about Debo Samuel, I've been, like you said, I'll give him the Debo Samuel thing. Let's just say Debo Samuel goes nuts, which I don't think is going to happen. He's going to get his yards. He's going to get some catches. Let's say, let's, let's say I'll give him eight catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown, right? But let's say he goes crazy. Let's say in their wet dream, 12 catches, 120, 130 yards, two touchdowns, right? Let, let's say he goes nuts. What else do they have, right? Right. They still got to find output somewhere else. And they don't have that. They just don't have it, man. Look at special teams. These guys say that special teams is a – they say, first of all, it's a push at punter and place kicker. I promise you it is not a push at punter and place kicker. We have a better punter and a better place kicker. And then they compare Debo to Miko Hardman. So Debo has, what, three touchdowns in his career? Right. How many does Miko have? How many do we have on our side of the ball, right? Well, on our side, of the, the thing is, Miko hasn't been doing it as long as Debo. But yeah. I, I'll shut up and listen. Sell me on how Debo is that much more explosive than Miko. I just watched Nico <laughs> right. turn on a gear that I'm not sure Debo has. Absolutely. And not to mention the fact that Debo has missed 13 games in the past two seasons, right? He hasn't even finished a season in his career yet, right? So, and yeah, I don't know how fast he is. I don't know how much wheel Debo's got right now. He's only in his second game coming off a season-ending injury. So we'll see how good he is. We'll see. How- how about this one? These guys say that South Carolina wins at the quarterback position. Man, talk, here's talk my, amongst yourselves. <laughs> exactly. Here's my thing about Jake Bentley. He's he's very physically talented, but he hasn't put it together between the ears just yet. I I kind of 
compare this somebody to somebody with somebody yesterday. Think last year, Jacob Eason and Jake Fromm. Jacob Eason had the arm. He was the one that could throw it out of the back of the stadium. I mean, he had all the physical tool, tools. But it takes it just takes more than that to be a successful quarterback. Not and I'm not even gonna bring Justin Fields because he's probably the most talented quarterback on either roster. But the guys they're talking about, Bentley and Fromm, arm wise, yeah, okay, I think it's competitive, but the total package, I don't even think it's close. I think it's awesome. If you look at these stats from last year, you know, Bentley completed 245 passes and had 2,794 yards. Fromm completed 181 and was in 150 yards of him, right? I mean, a, a, a lot less completions for just a smidge less yards, right? And you're right. And Bentley has been consistently going downhill throughout his career. He is not – he is – Every year, every season, he is a little bit less than he was the season before. Brian McClendon's scheme does seem to be a little bit better suited for him. It's more like the kind of thing he did in high school. But we only have one game of evidence on that, right? right. Do you think it's reasonable to expect a guy running – we have a second – a kid – running offense for his second game. This team has a new offensive coordinator, offense coordinator in their second game. Do you think they're just going to be firing on all cylinders like a well-oiled machine? I am skeptical, to say the least. Yeah, I've got to be skeptical because I've never seen this team fire on all cylinders. So if they're doing it this Saturday, it'll be the first time I've ever seen it. First I mean, time ever. Ever. I mean, even the times when they were good and they beat us maybe when they shouldn't have or even when they should have, I just don't – I've never seen them look like world beaters. And then my two favorites, oh, how boy. about this one where they talk about offensive coordinator? Right. So, Comparing Brian McClendon to our guy, Chaney. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect to Brian McClendon. I love what he's done for the University of Georgia. I mean, but they go on to talk about recruiting in this. And okay, he's a great recruiter. He's so good, so good, that we just got his cousin to commit to the University of Georgia over South Carolina. <laughs> I mean, it, thanks for that. <laughs> so. I love the fact where they say they've got a better offense coordinator because he can recruit better than Chaney. Right. They hadn't talked once about X's and O's, right? Well, what, I mean, are we talking about offense coordinator or are we talking about recruiting coordinator? Right, right exactly. Come on, But man. if you want to get down to X's and O's, I mean, Chaney may not be the best OC in the nation, but that guy has forgotten more about offensive football than my Brian McClendon will ever learn. He's been That is a fact. I mean, Chaney's not been even doing disputable. this forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Forever. He's crafting offenses around personnel, coaching up quarterbacks. Jim Chaney is a professional offensive coordinator, right? Well, now Brian McClendon's awesome. He's got great talents and he's a great recruiter. But the heading is offensive coordinator right right i can't imagine brian mcclendon in his second game as an offensive coordinator is better than jim cheney in his second decade as an offensive coordinator exactly 
And then how about oh depth at running back? Yep, this is the back. best one. Yeah, because we're we're sunk we're because sunk. we lost Samir White. And also we lost James Cook, our true freshman, for one half. We are suck. We're we, sunk. We lost we lost a true freshman for one half and we've got a true freshman out for the season. I I just hope they mean when they say depth at running back. They're saying they have more running backs on the roster, and we can only travel 70 kids. So right. <laughs> that's got to yeah, be what gonna, it is. We're going to have to just struggle, right? I mean, just to, I mean, the struggle is real. We're just going to have to get by with poor old DeAndre Swift, Elijah Holyfield, and Brian Harrion, right? Yeah. And then James Cook, as you said in the last show, fresh legs off the bench in the second half. Exactly. A guy who they haven't seen yet. They get to see him fresh and pissed off in the second half. <laughs> a guy that got benched for being too violent is going to come off the bench in the second half. Yeah, I hope that works out for him. They couldn't. They couldn't stop Harrion last time we were in in Columbia. I, I mean, he's got to be better today than he was then. So, yeah, good luck. Dell McGee's bringing a stable of show dogs to Columbia. <laughs> I tell you, though, I will give them this. You know, they are three out of the last four with us since the last time. Since I mean, three out of four at the Billy B. So we've only won one out of the last four in Columbia. <clears throat> so that is a thing we got to get past. That's something we got to get over with. That right? is something we got to get over with. How many is Kirby lost in Columbia? Uh, that would be only none, I think, right? And and until he does, I'm riding with that. Yeah, let's go with that. And also, just something to put in your pipe and smoke until Saturday. The good old Gamecocks are two and twenty-six against the AP top three. Well, two and twenty-six. So out of twenty-eight games, they've won twice. Jeff when they played the AP top three. That's all right. So Jeff Sintel tweeted this earlier this morning. I'm, I'm going to just quote it. Georgia has 13 former five stars off the 24-7 sports composite available to see action on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. South Carolina has signed four of those composite five stars in its entire history. How about that? There you we go. Have- we have 14 in this game on our sideline. They have four in school history. That's amazing. That is the stat of the day right there. That's the stat of the day. And and just for that, that I'm going to email that or tweet something to Saturdays Down South and say, um, that's all you need right there. There's my yep. response. Get some of that, Keith. And, yeah, so, and it's, it's not impossible that this is a game. I mean, but... It's oh. definitely not a deadlock South Carolina romping. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, so yeah, let's talk about it. I do expect it to be a game. I don't want you all to think anything. I don't want you to think for a second that I don't think it's going to be a game. We are going to get their best shot, and we're going to get 60 minutes of hard football. They have the best tackling efficiency. After one game, South Carolina has the best tackling efficiency in the conference. They are well coached on defense, as you would expect, right? They've got Will Muschamp. That you know, he's an old defensive guy, just like Kirby. And you can expect them to be well coached, and you can expect them to not give up. They will play their damn butts off for 60 minutes. Although, what have you seen the thing about their uh, their their 
I don't know, their slogan, their motto, their uh, rally cry for this week. It's don't flinch first. So I don't know. I don't know what you think, Jamie, but to me, that's a pretty terrible slogan, right? It's about the timing of when you're going to flinch, right? Right. It's like <laughs> we've conceded the flinch. We're just not going to flinch first. We're we're hoping, we're optimistic that we don't flinch first, not that we don't flinch at all. I believe Kirby Smart's motto would be don't flinch ever, right? I don't want to be the team that doesn't flinch first. I want to be the team that causes the flinching. Right. And they've got they need a slogan for this game. I mean, the bottom line is this game is everything to them. This is bigger than their next bowl game. This is this is it. So they're finding any way possible they can to motivate themselves. And if don't flinch is it, more power to you because they're going to flinch. Yeah, they're they're definitely going to flinch. They've already they've already given you that. They've already telegraphed that inside their motto. They're absolutely going to flinch. Right, and Debo Samuel's already on record saying he doesn't know who DeAndre Baker is. So, oh yeah, yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that a lot. He's going to get to know DeAndre Baker a lot. Well, I believe Baker is going to have a. I mean, Baker is going to be on him like white on rice, like Coke on ice, baby. Yeah, and, and Baker is like has like the lowest QB percentage when with targets against him. So Samuel's never faced that. It, it, yeah. In fact, if McClendon is good, he's going to find a way to get him away from Baker. That's right. what he's going to have to do is is work on his formations. Because I mean, I mean, Sam. Excuse me. Samuel said, and this video came out yesterday, I guess, maybe the night before. But they were going to start working on film that night or that the next day. So right. he's going to start studying DeAndre Baker a couple days before he has to face him. Man, good, good luck. <laughs> exactly. I can't wait, man. Um. Yeah. So. I'll tell you this, not only do they have a slogan, they also have a cheerleader. <laughs> I know, big fan of yours, man. Tori Gurley is really excited about this game, right? He is really excited, and he is he's putting his money where his mouth is, evidently, because uh, you've been mixing it up with Tori this week, man. I've been what trying to mix it up with Tori. He, he's... He he mixes it up with everybody, but he he has avoided me like the plague because I've just been offering a real money bet for him over and over. That's all I've had to say. <laughs> let's bet. What about the bet? Let, you want to bet? Yeah, let's get it. Let's find out. So Put your money where your mouth is, brother. Finally, he responds. He says, "When when South Carolina wins this Saturday, I will owe him a cold Miller Light wrapped in a napkin." Okay, so we got a beer bet. We've got a beer bet. That's as far as he'd go. He so, wouldn't put down real money. So, no, real I, mean, money. I don't know. I mean, I guess you got to pay real money for a beer, but that wasn't what I was thinking. <laughs> no, exactly. But I told him, okay, fine. I'll take a Coors Light. Simple as that. Yeah. Let's do I it. Think, yeah, exactly. Let's get it, baby. Let's get it. So, um, Let's talk now a little bit about the actual game, right? Let's talk a little bit about the actual game and the keys to the victory. We're going in against this team. They've got a quarterback, Jake Bentley. They got a receiver, Debo Samuel. They got a decent, a decent running game. Not great, but they do have a decent running game. Um, 
What are your what's your number one key? What is the key to the victory from your side of the standpoint? What do you, what's the first thing you were looking for this Saturday? This Saturday, I mean, more than anything, we just got we got to protect the ball when we're on offense. We we cannot get caught up in silly turnovers or playing undisciplined, bad penalties that puts us behind the chain, something like the chain, something like that. We just have to play smart football. Well, I tell you, my number one key is turnovers. Right. I believe that uh, I believe Carolina's been living on borrowed time for the better part of eight games now. Right, their turnover ratio has been tacky. I mean, it's been gaudy, and it has helped them a little smoke and mirrors. They've really been the beneficiary of some really well-timed bounces. And I mean, hell, just last week. I mean, they really were on the wrong side of two turnovers last week that they just got super lucky on. And I believe averages are averages for a reason. You know what I mean? And I really want to bring that home. I believe Bentley is vulnerable. He makes bad reads. He makes quick throws, especially in this new McClendon offense where they're trying to hurry up. They're trying to get him to do things faster, make plays faster, make decisions faster, make throws faster. And I'll tell you, that is a situation that is ripe for a kid like Richard LeCount or DeAndre Baker. Or, you know, I mean, we have lots of guys in the defensive backfield and the linebacker core, for that matter, that should be able to take advantage. We need to win. I want to be plus two on the turnovers this weekend. Oh, wow, yeah. If we can be plus two on the turnovers, it's going to be a long day for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's going to be important. Um, I'll tell you something else I think is going to be important is our roster and our bench versus their bench. You know, they played a lot last week. They had their starters going deep into the second half. We had a bunch of guys that didn't even play in the second half. And – I don't know if you read it. We A beat writer at the Daily Gamecock this week wrote that South Carolina has been struggling with stamina all the whole entire fall. And I believe that our conditioning and superior strategy by benching our guys early last week is going to pay dividends in the second half. South Carolina is going to be super excited. They're going to be super fired up. We've got to withstand that first 10 minutes of, like, frenetic energy and sandstorminess and all that crap. I believe in the second half, South Carolina is going to fade. That's very likely. They're going to – it's going to be an adrenaline dump. They're going to come in hyped up, wide open, and unless they start converting quick, it's going to go downhill fast. Yeah. I mean, you just lose that mo- that energy with the momentum. You lose it quick if you're not successful. Yeah, so key number one, win the turnover battle, plus two in the turnovers. Key number two, just overpower them with superior strength, superior conditioning, and superior athletes. Absolutely. Just grind them down. And for me, key number three is the special teams, man. That's that's number three on my list. Special teams. I mean, we need to win the punt. We need to win the field goal. We got to put every kickoff through the uprights. Hot Rod needs to keep doing what he's doing. Every kickoff goes through the uprights. Every damn field goal goes through the uprights. Absolutely. And every punt goes for damn days. Right, we, and if we win the specials, 
win the game. Yeah, I agree. If we can if we can give our offense good field position and put them in bad field position, that's going to go a long way. That punter flipping the field, if Camarda continues to kick like he did last week, <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll be right on time. Slow down, kid. Don't punt it so far, right? I mean, <laughs> well, holy shit. I love that, man. I love it. We're still damn punting it too far. Um, I'd much rather a touchback than a return. Hell yeah, me too. A touchback is not that bad. I like all the touchbacks, brother. Um, those are my keys to the victory. That's what I think it's going to take. If we win those three categories, we will absolutely win the game. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I mean, I think we're going to win the game anyway. Vegas thinks we're going to win the game. Everybody who's got a damn head on their shoulders thinks we're going to win the game. Oh, yeah. Vegas is, is still taking heavy bets, and most of them are on. I think 51% this morning was on us to cover. Yeah, exactly. So, so I'm down with it, baby. I am right. down with it. Um, Let's talk a little bit about the tailgate. We've had some guys... I want to tell you guys because we got some emails, and I am really flattered that you guys want to come and hang with us. Um, oh, one more thing. I hate Carolina's new helmets, by the way. I, I think they're horrible. Stupid. They're terrible. I, I didn't love the old ones, but the old ones with the little C and the Gamecock in them, right. I guess I'm used to that. This script helmet thing looks terrible. But anyway, that's just me. That's stupid. Um, I mean, their mascot's a chicken. What are you going to do, man? Exactly. Um. So tailgating, um, I want you guys to know. I would. I know. I've gotten specific emails from several of you guys, maybe a dozen guys. Like, hey, and friends of the show, man, guys like Rob Gray. I love Rob Gray. Rob Gray's been buying Dagum Davenport artwork and cups for years, man. And I would love to have a drink with you guys. And I don't mind if y'all come by the tailgate. But here's the thing, it's not my tailgate. Okay, I'm not. I'm 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 piggybacking on another guy's tailgate, right? A Gamecock fan, right? So I'm not doing a big tailgate myself. I'm being hosted by another guy. So and he's cool. You guys can come by, but I just want y'all to know it's not my tailgate. It's not my tailgate spot. I don't know anything about like what we're doing. I'm gonna be as I, I think we're gonna have fun. I'm gonna be drinking some brown liquor, but it ain't my tailgate, right? But if you guys want to come by and see me, and I'm hoping to get Jamie over there where I am too. Jamie doesn't even know what I was going to say. This is all new to him as yeah, well. Yeah, I'm learning as y'all do, guys. <laughs> I know, you're right. Exactly. But, you know, the fairground parking, right? That's the big – you have all the fairground parking. The fairground parking is broken into color codes. The one that's closest to the main road is the Garnet Lot. I'm going to be in the Garnet Lot on row four – in spot number five, okay? I won't have a big sign there that says dog cast or anything like that. I'll be wearing red. I'll probably be standing in the bunch, middle of a bunch of damn Gamecocks. Hopefully, Jamie's going to be there. He's nine feet tall. At, you know, so me and Jamie hopefully will be there. You guys, if you recognize me, if you follow, I tell you what, if you follow me on Instagram at dogcast. I will take a picture of the tailgate and put it on Instagram, and you guys can use that. Just walk with your phone up, right, and, like, do a matching game. Find the tailgate, right? So I would love for you guys to come by, but just remember, it's not my tailgate, so don't go nuts and embarrass me. And also, but come find me. 
We don't need anything. Just bring yourself, shake our hand, have a drink, and we'll have some fun, okay? So that's the deal on the tailgate. I would love to have you guys Garnet Lot, Row 4, Spot 5. Follow us on Instagram at DogCast and see the tailgate and come find us. Yeah, do that. Jamie, do you have anything to add to the tailgate plan? Nothing to add to the tailgate plan other than... Once he posts it on Instagram, for those that don't have an Instagram, I'll make sure it gets on Twitter and Facebook as well. Awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. So you guys you guys can definitely come find us. And me and also the showbiz wife are going to be there. And she's way cooler than me. Jamie's also way cooler than me. Jamie's wife also cooler than me. Yeah. So uh, you guys can come by. Yeah, the wives are, are cooler, cooler than both of us. Absolutely. But uh, except last week, your wife not cooler than you. No, not she, she was not cool week. at all last week. She was miserably hot. <laughs> We're going to be more prepared this week, though. We have these little battery-powered fans for her and everything else. So, yeah, we'll see how that works. Are you going to be drinking that hair of the bulldog stuff? Are you, are you going to be pouring big pictures of your hair of the bulldog this weekend? I think I might. That's what I'm, I think that's going to be my pregame. It's going to be pretty good in the 90-degree weather, man. Nothing right. wrong with a little ginger beer and vodka and, and a little pineapple juice in the 90-degree weather. That's probably pretty refreshing. I think it's going to be, for sure. All right, dog fans. What else we got, Jamie? You got some more stuff. You got some listener questions yeah, or I got something? some listener questions. We had several this week, so I wanted to get to them before we get out of here. Let's get um, it on. So these are from Facebook. I get most of my questions from Facebook, guys. So if you're not following us on Facebook... Get over there. I'm going to post a, a thread the week before every week just to get some questions going. The first one is Jeremy. He actually asked three questions. The first one was, can Debo beat us single-handedly? No. Next question. Exactly, no. He'll, he'll need he a lot cannot. more help. Yep. He'll need a lot more help. Just, I'll tell you why. It's not because he's not awesome, but he really is just one guy. And we have too much damn talent. He just is not going to do that much damage. Hell, he might return a damn punt for a touchdown. He might catch two touchdowns. If he puts 21 points on the board by himself, I would be shocked. But that would be his wet dream. And even still, that's not good enough to beat us. Now, he'll have to have help from on both sides of the ball. He's got to have yep. someone else score and then the defense do their job in order for them to win. So, no, Debo does not beat us single-handedly. No. He also asks, why does South Carolina have so much media hype this weekend? Because it's just a sexy thing to talk about, right? Because here's the thing. Everybody believes, and, and they they voted with it, right? I mean, everybody has put their money where their mouth is. Georgia is going to win the East, we are overwhelmingly picked to win the East, right? So talking about Georgia running the table and beating the brakes off of everybody in a weakened East, that don't sell newspapers. As you stated, Jamie, that don't get clicks, right? That ain't sexy. Sexy is, ooh, ooh watch out. Here comes the Gamecocks. <laughs> That's sexy, right? That sells papers. So that's why they're getting the media, man. That's why they're getting the media love, just because it's a better – it's more like, hell, it's just it's just a sexier car crash story to lead with. Absolutely. Like I said earlier, they've got the media guy. They're just looking at the roster. 
or what's missing from the roster from last year, and they're not factoring in the guys that we already had on the roster plus the new guys coming in. They just overlooked it. They're, it's a talking point that doesn't have legs. Agreed. And Jeremy's last question, who do we see being a young breakout star versus South Carolina? Hmm. That's a good question. A young breakout star. I tell you what, I think, I don't know. I don't know if he's a young breakout star. I don't know if he's a surprise, but I think Demetrius Robertson is going to do damage this week. Even more damage than he did last week. You could, I, I could get behind that for sure. I think Robinson, Robertson and, and Miko Hardman are going to cause problems for South Carolina's offense this week. Um, that, that's where I see. And, and maybe James Cook, but James Cook's limited to a half. I would have gone James Cook if he was going to get four quarters worth of snaps. Right. But as it stands, I got to go with D-Rob. And, and and just for the record, we didn't talk about these questions at all. So he went offense, and literally I'm on the other side of the ball. I'm going defense. I think my young breakout stars are going to be Richard LeCount and Tyson Campbell. I think Bentley's going to want to throw it a lot, and LeCount is aggressive. So he's going to be trying his best to attack that football. That is a great pick. That's a great pick. Honestly, if I'd had another minute to think about it, because of what I think of Jake Bentley and his decision-making, LeCount is custom-tailored for a guy like Jake Bentley. I mean, I, I think LeCount is a ball hawk, dude, that's going to feast on Bentley's bad decisions. Absolutely, and the reason I mentioned Campbell, not that he's a bad player, he's a great player, but him being a true freshman, only one game under his belt, they may they may target him quite a bit. They may go after Campbell. So we might get to see this kid really make some plays Saturday. I like it. I like it. All right, so Brad, second, he's only, he only has one. Brad asks, is there any chance James Cook returns punts? I do not think so. I mean, I mean, there's a chance, but I just don't know, man. I just, I don't think with Hardman and Crumpton, those guys, especially Crumpton, man. Crumpton is kind of a punt return specialist. I mean, Cook is insane and fast and shifty and all the things that Crumpton and Hardman already are, but I don't see it in the cards. I would say no. Yeah, I'm, I'd be shocked if we see Cook return punts Saturday for sure. I, don't, I just don't see any. I don't see any reason he returns Saturday. Maybe there's a scenario in the future that has him returning returning punts, but there's so many people ahead of him that can do it. I'm not sure losing Zamir White that we're going to put another running back back there when we have other players at at positions with more depth that can do it. Exactly. Yeah, my answer was. Really for this week, but definitely, I don't think it even happens this season, right? Right. Like you said, the Zamir White thing pretty much eliminates it. Not because we're worried about him getting hurt like Zamir White, but the loss of Zamir White means we can't risk a guy at a thing we don't need to risk him at. Right. We have other guys that can do it, no problem. Gotcha. That makes sense. All right. Question number three from Jordan. My guy Jordan Jackson from Fanside at Atlanta All Day asks, 
Besides Debo Samuel, what other players do we have to look out for? That running back. I mean, on on they have a running back because they don't have Sky Moore on defense anymore. He's a guy you used to have to worry about. Now I worry about that running back. Um, let's see. I don't know what that guy's name is though. Um, it's, it's something funny. Mo something or what's that guy's name? Um, the running back. Let me. I'm looking it up right now. That's the only other guy I'm worried about. Jake Bentley. You know what you got with Jake Bentley, right? Um, they got uh, Mon Mon Denson is his name, I think, right? Or is that their best running back? Is that their starter? I thought it was the the Dowdle kid. A Rico Dowdle. Uh, that's, Hell, that's I, I was thinking. Um, who cares? They, they, I don't they even got know two their backs, stupid they, running backs. They, they they split carries and 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 I don't know their first names either. It's Dowdle and yeah, I don't even, the, the who, other I don't guy. Even care. Right. Um, yeah, the other guy. But, <laughs> but but they're they're not they're not horrible. I mean, no, they're not horrible. One of them, the, these guys, the guy, dude's pretty good in space, right? I mean, he's not bad in space, but I don't know. I'm not worried about him. No, I'm not worried at all. Um, but my answer was wide receiver Brian Edwards. He's six three, two twenty. He kind of toted the load last year when Samuel was out. He loves going over the middle. He can go up and get it. I fear that we may look just just shadow Debo too much, put too much attention on Debo, and that would leave Edwards alone to do some damage. So if there's somebody other than Debo that I'd watch, that's who I'd choose. Yeah, I agree, and I, I can get behind that. And, um, yeah, I mean, the bottom line is I just, I'm just i not worried about their guys because we also have awesome, fantastic athletes, right? I think oh, we're good on side to side. We're, we're, we've got these guys covered. I mean, we're just – I'm just telling you. Yeah, you're right. Rico Dowdle, who didn't play against Georgia – Last year, he, he's he's pretty talented running back, right? And he's pretty good on that little swing pass out of the backfield, you know? But um, we're also pretty damn good at covering that kind of stuff. We should be real good at covering that. I mean, we really Absolutely. should. All right, last question comes from Paul. And this is kind of a long one. So, Paul at, or, or states, with our big turnaround from the past coaching staff, where we did just enough to win, is this the game our dogs will start going into hostile environments and taking the other team to the woodshed, like our nemesis in the state to our west? That would be great. Um, I definitely think we have the attitude to do that, and we have the team to do it, right? Um, and we did it last year, right? We, we were pounding people last year. Think about that Mississippi State game, right? Think about how much you heard about Nick Fitzgerald and all that stuff, right? We And think about the Florida game last year. We have the attitude and the players and the experience, mind you, that the Gamecocks don't have to just get to mash people into submission. So, yeah, we haven't done it a lot on the road. We did in Jacksonville, but we haven't done that a lot on the road. So, yeah, I do think this could be that game. I really do. I think we could jump these guys and like break their heart and break their will. Um, I do think they're vulnerable like that. Right. So, um, 
I definitely think that's possible. I definitely think that's what we are trying to do. Unlike the previous regime where we didn't want to hurt feelings and stuff, Kirby Smart wants to hurt Will Muschamp's feelings. You can believe that. And this ain't going to be 2012, man. If you remember the way we went into South Carolina in 2012, that game, which I was at that game, man. I'm telling you, from that first play where Bakari Rambo got beat on that jump pass, you man, you just felt like we never came out of the tunnel, right? Right. This team does come out of the tunnel, son. They That's come different. out of the tunnel hot. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely so, different. I think this game or maybe LSU, I mean, we're going to travel a ton, a ton of young dogs to Columbia. It, I, I – I'm not 100% positive this is a game we're just going to walk in, kick the door open, and take what we want. We might win. I mean, I'm not questioning that, but I don't know if it's going to be just take them to the woodshed type of game. That's what, like you said, that's what we're aiming for. That's where our attitude's at. The experience is the only thing that can hold us down right now, the lack of experience. And we get more of that every week, so it's close. Dog fans, we appreciate you listening, man. We are all over social media. Check us out at facebook.com forward slash the Dogcast Podcast. We're on Twitter at Dogcast. We're on Instagram at Dogcast. Jamie, what's the phone number, man? The phone number, yeah, give us a call. Area code 706-363-0210. Or email us at dogcast at gmail.com. Hit the website if you want cups. Check us out on Instagram if you want to see what the cup looks like. And come see us in the Garnet Lot, row four, space number five, on Saturday, pregame. We'll be there. For, I'll be there from about noon up till kickoff, right? So we'd love to have you guys out. Jamie, you got anything else, man? Man, I think we've said it. I mean, we're ready to go. We are ready to go. Dog fans, thanks for listening. You guys now know everything you need to know about how we're going to beat the Gamecocks. Tell your friends, go dogs.